Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Anyway, but let's move on to talk about uh, let's uh, let's talk about the result on a Friday. As I said yesterday, Jerusalem Post says Israel gets hammered or blasted for 35 minutes and wins. Did Israel win it? Didn't it? It's it's very very confusing. Uh, if you look at the South African media, we are fawning over each other as though we've just won the World Cup. Uh, but uh, to try and get a measure of what this means is not particularly easy. Uh, we wanted to ask uh, Professor Andre Duvenage his view. A very good morning. Thank you for jo- joining us. How are you? Uh, good morning, Howard. I am fine, thank you. Ready to talk to you, sir. So uh, it's, uh, it's uh, very, very interesting to note that, that in fact, uh, it's, it's hard to know what happened. What did happen? Well, uh, I think if we try to analyze this, we need to differentiate between legal processes and procedures on the one side and on the other side, political processes and the related dynamics coming from political processes. Mm. Now, if you compare these two worlds, which one of the two is the stronger one? And there's no doubt that the political environment defined by power is a lot stronger than the legal uh, environment defined by rules and the ability to implement rules. Mm. Now, let's start with the legal side. Uh, My assessment, and I'm not a legal expert, but it seems to me as if the court follow a middle-of-the-road type of approach and uh, my take on it if I must ask who is the winner coming out of this I would first say it's very close to 50-50 but I honestly think that Israel came out a bit better and in terms of my expectations uh, I would give them at least above 50% Uh, in terms of success rate. And what is clear is uh, the the International Criminal Court didn't stop them from fighting in in Gaza or other places. They rather go for, if we want to call it that way, a more form of humanitarian type of war, open up uh, the frontiers for um, support and medical aid, etc., asking Hamas to uh, hand over the people they took on the 7th and 8th of uh, October and that type of thing. So my analysis is that from a legal perspective, this is a good thing for for Israel, but it's a middle of the road Mm, or mm. there's not too much in. But now the other side is the important side. What happened politically? And immediately, I think there was an attack from either Hamas or the Hezbollah on Israel directly after the announcement. Mm. And they claim success. Other parts of the world, including South Africa, specifically, claim this as a huge win for 
their case and for their international standing and so on. And we can talk about the South African motivation for this because there are very strong reasons at the moment, I believe, dictating this process. But what is the outcome politically of this case? Mm, what mm. I am reading is a world that is currently more polarized than what it was in the past. Look at some of the legislations and perspectives coming from Western European countries. I'm now thinking about the Netherlands with regard to, to, to Muslim people. So clearly we are entering a phase of polarization I am looking at what I can read in the media, an escalation of the war in the Red Sea mm, involving mm. Iran, Russia involved, and Turkey coming closer to Iran. These are all, to me, very, very dangerous signals in terms of a potential escalation of the war. Did the court case make the world a safer place? I won't argue that. I think it uh, released a lot of political dynamics making the world I think so a too. very unsafe it's, place at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, it's, 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 it's interesting because the, the, there was enough of a perceived win for these South Africans and for people around the world that it, that it, 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 it almost it like it, it opened that pressure cooker a little bit just to let out some, some of that pressure. Uh, the so so, so that uh, I, I don't think is I don't think is is bad. What's what's interesting to note for me is exactly this dynamic that you've mentioned. We've got Iran involved in. We know that they're with Hez, in, involved with Hezbollah in Lebanon, with the Houthis in Yemen, in uh, in, in Turkey funding Hamas. So we're seeing Iran um, effectively the other side of of this war, uh, but still being a little bit cautious not to be fully and openly involved. And every time something happens, I kind of step back just a little bit so as not to push, I think, the United States too far. What does that indicate? Does that indicate they're not ready for a full conflict or they don't want one? Uh, the timing is not right. What, what does that mean to you? Well, uh, I think Iran is very much concerned about uh, the Americans, and it's not only the Americans, the British are also involved in many of these attacks. We know the power base of the Americans with their uh, ships in that part of the world, their ability to even uh, launch uh, nuclear uh, arms is possible, so they are a real threat. And uh, I think Iran is concerned. Then we also need to understand that Iran is not a very stable environment. There are a lot of internal uprisings. And my take on it is that uh, Iran is also concerned about their own stability. And I don't think they can afford a strong military attack at this point. I think from a purely military point of view, they have a lot of weapons. They most probably has a nuclear ability of some sort. Mm -hmm. So they can fight back, but I don't think they can continue a very long war. And they will relate 
into bigger international dynamics, the involvement of uh, Russia, the involvement probably of China, the, the connection to Turkey. And then we also know that very recently there was uh, an attack from the side of Iran on Pakistan and Pakistan uh, fight back towards Iran. And uh, it seems as if this problems was not yet solved. So I think the Iranian government is not ready for a war at this point, but they would like to promote it through their uh, surrogate uh, forces like the Otis, like Hezbollah, like Hamas. So they are playing the second role at the back. That's their core strategy at the moment. Mm, mm. The in, in terms of the South African government and their threats about, well, potentially going after um, the United States and, and the UK if their friend in Israel doesn't comply or behave, what do you make of that? Well, uh, that is probably the, the, the biggest mistake that they can make. Because if we just look at South Africa's economic and financial ties to countries throughout the world, you will find the Western countries mm. dominant in that environment. So they can have a huge impact. Just look at the AGOA agreement between the United States and South Africa and mm, other African mm. states. But of all the African states, South Africa is benefiting by far the most. And it can have a huge implication on our uh, car industry yeah, with huge influences in the Eastern Cape, where the unemployment rate is already extremely high. So the impact of this is, is, is fundamental. But what is interesting, South Africa is now positioned, the ANC government at least, is positioning South Africa uh, away from the West, towards the East. It has a lot to do again with internal dynamics within South Africa. We have seen a lot of extremely populist legislations the, the property thing they are working on, Article 25 of the Constitution, the Bella legislation with regard to education, hate speech, that type of thing. The ANC government at this point is extremely concerned about the 2024 elections that will most probably be held around the 22nd of May this year. And our surveys are clearly indicating that the ANC may end up below 40%. And now mm, we have mm. what I believe can be a game changer in the MK party. And what the ANC is doing, they would like to revitalize their image as a revolutionary party, fighting for the poor, identifying the subordinate people, and they are using this whole Hamas-Israel mm, court mm. case as a dynamic they can use internally to mobilize people and group before the elections. That's my interpretation. Do, do you think, uh, we are over time, and so I, I really do need to wrap it up, but I'm just finding this so interesting. Do you think that they have gained political ground locally because of the action against Israel? 
Well, uh, I cannot see that at the moment. Mm. What I can see in a way is most probably they can weaken the democratic alliance because there right. are strong Muslim right. influences right. in the minority groups looking at the Indians and the so-called color population. So it may have an impact there. Uh, there may be financial support coming their way, making them stronger in terms to organize for elections. But I think in the benefits from their ideological stance, I do not believe that this is significant. And uh, that is where we leave it. Absolutely fascinating conversation, Professor Andre Duvenage. He is a, a political analyst.